Sean is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the five week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a bomb. It builds a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome to Witty Not Funny Sports Live, presented by Traveling Growler, the number one self rated Buffalo sports show covering the Bill Sabres Entertainment and everything in between. And as always, part of the Built in Buffalo Network. Make sure you go follow us. On Twitter, X at Witty Sports 716, right at the bottom there. We love following back, so make sure you hit that follow if you're on Twitter, X, also Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can find us anywhere. Give us a follow and make sure you check out everything Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day. Best Bills content out there, live shows, even in the offseason, killing it with the content at Built in Buffalo underscore. And make sure you also check out before we get into it, Tony. Make sure you check out the t-shirt store, teespring.com. Search Witty Not Funny or Google search Teespring Witty Not Funny, all one word. Check out all the cool designs. Support the podcast. Give Show us some love on the t-shirt store. All original designs, t-shirts, crewnecks, hoodies, all there for your Bills and Sabres fandom to, uh, to be on display. So go check out the store, support the podcast today. We are your hosts. I am Matt. He is Tony. Tony, how you doing tonight? Matt, I don't know that I have ever been better. I feel like I'm giving uh I feel like I'm giving like villain in their throne vibes with my new very James uh, Bond villain. My new ish yeah. setup over here. I for the off season have gone away from the uh stadium seating, the stadium seats, and have re-entered. Yeah. This is like a behind-the-scenes view. When we were audio only, this is where I would uh, record from. Ooh. So it's like a behind-the-scenes view here that uh, that we see this. But I feel like black I, shirt. I, yeah, like a black shirt. Like you a cat is going to jump in your lap, and you're going to start petting it. Oh, the, there's there's a chance. There there is a chance. <laughs> I don't like own a, a cat, but sometimes animals find their way into my basement. So you never know. You never know. You never know. It could be a rat, could be a cat, could be a dog. But you do look very uh, villain Yeah. I Always think, go I, dog. I, like those advisors. I would go dog. The, my dog has never been in dog. the basement, so it would be a very scary Yeah, mine isn't either. He's yeah. very scared of it. He thinks yeah, I, like, I like disappear into an like abyss every time I go in. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. This is my, my time. Dog today, my time, dog. Watch me go into the attic for the first time where he learned that there's a door that opens and it, I can disappear wow. into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you everyone. Uh, thank you everyone for viewing. If you have a dog or just like uh, watching stuff and supporting us, hit that comment, hit that like, shoot us some comments. Uh, we love uh, commenting on your comments. It's very meta here. So make sure you hit that like, take a second, show us some love. Uh, we appreciate any, 
uh, likes, subscribes you give us. So make sure you take a second and do that here. Uh, Tony, big week. It's the off season. So mm-hmm. we got to get a little creative here, people. We're not going to talk about like, oh, we're going to talk about the receiver class today or the running back class. No, that's not us. That's not the show. Uh, we're going to do some funny things. We're going to do some fun things. We're going to do some creative things. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, but let's start with Sunday, the big game, Super Bowl Sunday, some call it. Most people call it. I, <laughs> first time I've heard of it. But the Super Bowl, as it's called, apparently a big event. Uh, did you watch the Super Bowl, Tony? Yes, it's a, yeah. It's well, I didn't watch it. I participated in when I had a, a slew of samplings of both soups and bo- and you know uh, caloric mush bowls. <laughs> you had your Is own Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a Super Bowl. How would you describe like a like bowls as a like if I said I'm having like what are we having for dinner? Bowls. Is there a way to describe like that this like era of like bowls or a thing of like you know like a core life bowl or like a sweet like a bread bowl? No, not like a bread bowl. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, never mind. The did you watch the football game though? Yeah, I watched it. Okay, (laughs) what'd you think? Um, thought Prince was better. Always. (laughs) <laughs> right. Um, uh, what did I think? First half was kind of disappointing because I bet the over. Boring. And so that, yeah, so that's <laughs> a good. But it really wasn't that boring. It really in the in the sense that I I was appreciating. I had a high appreciation going for San Francisco's defense, uh, and their and their like aggression beyond their schemes. A little bit of jealousy. With their aggression beyond their right. and especially, I mean, if you want to check the tapes of this show, I was a pretty big Fred Warner stand, so I so I get that. Um, you are, yeah. And so, <clears throat> so I don't know. I was appreciating that, but kind of just like along for the ride on that. And then, um, then the second half hit. I always kind of thought things were going to take off, but I knew it was too little, too late. And I never once believed I. Never once believed San Francisco was going to win, but I always was able to right. stay optimistic. Uh, but I never really once believed they were going to win, and then we all saw the way it played out. Just always seems like the Chiefs are either the greatest time management team in the history of the NFL because it always seems like they get the ball last, and there's yeah. just no stopping them. Um, or they're the luckiest team in the NFL because, I mean, they're good. I, I will never discredit how good they are with a all-time great quarterback. But it just seems like every game, like, oh, the ball happens to hit the 49ers guy's foot. If it's an inch to the left or an inch short, like that doesn't happen on the muffed punt, uh, or the fumble punt or whatever uh, return. Uh, or they're, the Niners starting linebacker blows out his Achilles doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, really? Yeah. Like this stuff only happens – to teams that are playing the cheese, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I just that, can't stand it. That Achilles thing, like, doesn't that really scare you? I feel like I can't run ev- anymore ever again, ever. Yeah. You know what the worst thing about the Achilles injury is, too? Like, they show it in slow motion, and they show, like, the <laughs> muscle, like, popping. Yeah. 
It's it's like a gusher. Like it's no, it's it. brutal. Yeah. It's it's yeah. got to be. Is it the worst injury to do in slow motion? Ooh, I don't know. Would I rather watch? Uh, I keep wanting to call him Lee Greenwood, but I know that's not his name. Dre um, Greenlaw. Yeah, Dre, yeah, that's yeah, Dre Greenlaw. Way less patriotic, and <laughs> yeah, for sure. <clears throat> don't tell him uh, that. No, so basically, like if it's down between watching that footage in slow motion or watching Willis McGahee in slow motion, I'm gonna take Dre Greenlaw. Yeah, I mean, that a broken like leg is the absolute worst. I know I didn't want to see that in slow motion. It's so bad. I'm just saying, like mm-hmm. injuries they can actually show in slow motion because they're so uh, or they're not as grotesque as like an actual broken leg oh, I, or okay. ankle or like what? Nick Chubb's injuries, injury the earlier injuries season. Like, maybe, I never want to see it again. Yeah, Nick Chubb's is messed up. Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. Like maybe injuries that you could only appreciate in slow motion because it's a subtle, a right. subtle thing. Right. Yeah, the Achilles like popping as they step or jump or do whatever land. Uh, it, it's just goofy to watch and see. Um, other than that, uh, I think we have to talk about the Reba hottest couple. No, not Reba and her failed sitcoms. (laughs) Uh, America's hottest couple. No, not Josh and Haley. No, not Travis and Taylor. I'm talking Bruce Smith and the green M&M. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was there. America's hottest couple. (laughs) Like why did, why do they have to do Bruce dirty like that? Uh, I mean, I'm just thrilled that he has finally returned to acting. And if this is what oh, it yes. takes him getting back in the game, then I'll take it. Following up his Oscar-worthy performance in Little Giants? Of course, of course. Intimidation of course. at its finest. Of first in, it was just... intimidation, then seduction. <laughs> That's right. Uh, for those who haven't seen the commercial, it's, it was an M&M's commercial about like players who haven't won the championship or have come close. And I don't know what Bruce is doing. He's like sitting in like a doctor's chair getting like an iv or some some he's getting checked out by some doctor and he's like four times four times and it's just just twist the knife just twist the knife super bowl commercials brutal so what did he really say to the green m&m was it something in terms of uh, no, the nothing. game oh okay i was just he putting just... two and two together like he's in yeah. an m&m's commercial so he's transitive theory transitive property dating the green m&m well, we know what it's like on those commercial sets. You're right. Like the it's like the Olympic Village over there. Everything's right. going on. Yeah. If um if what's uh what's that documentary about the why can't I think of the show? Oh no. I'm really fumbling this one. McMillions. No, no, the documentary about all all of them made out back with each other it was like a group show oh my gosh that's gonna drive me nuts say by the bell why can't i think of say by the bell say like a documentary on say by the bell or are you making a joke that yeah it was like a faux it was like a faux documentary though it was like oh okay actors playing actors like one of those lifetime things yeah i got you okay yeah yeah it's bruce and the green m&m yeah keeping it meta (laughs) uh moving on though tony uh I just am sick of the Chiefs. They're the the Patriots of this generation, and it it sucks that we have a generational quarterback for the first time in 
30 plus years and we have to run into another generational cornerback and Patrick Mahomes and a great offensive mind and play caller and Andy Reid. And it just, it's the Chiefs are getting, speaking of villains, like you, this fits you very well, you being in your villain chair, the Chiefs are slowly turning into the villains. Like the first Super Bowl is like, okay, nice. They got good players. They're sort of likable. This year right. was very just, very I don't like these guys. They're a bunch very of jerks. Mm-hmm. Very unlikable. And I don't want to see them whenever again. And I saw online today, Matt, I don't know if it was true because it was just, you know, unfact checked on the internet, but maybe you've heard it and can confirm that in no Super Bowl that they've won, they've had a holding call. I saw that too. I, I didn't, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's, yeah, that's wild if, if that's the case. Considering Suspicious. like Jawan Taylor was like right. the most penalized offensive wild. lineman this year. Suspiciously yeah, wild. Yeah, suspiciously wild. So a lot of a lot of suspicious stuff going on in the mm-hmm. Chiefs uh, Super Bowl wins and playoff victories. The jig is up, good uh, Let's. The jig is up, Raj. Raj. We're on to you. We're on to you. Uh, let's move on. Uh, enough hating. Uh, let's get into love because this week was also Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone out there. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Tony. Hey, thanks. Thank you for being my co-pilot on this show. <laughs> I guess that's oh, of worthy of a Valentine. <laughs> I, I think it is. Um, what did you I get thought, in your life for Valentine's Day, man? I kept it classic. A, a single rose and a cookie cake. <laughs> a cookie cake? Oh, yeah. Cu- no custom, no better gift than message? the cookie cake. Custom message on it? Uh, It just said happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Un- generic message. I didn't on. customize but a message it. Message frosting you, is geez, nice. Touch. Oh, I yeah. didn't do any of that. Everyone so. loves the cookie cake. It's the go-to Valentine's. Yeah, I can't gift. go wrong, sir. It feeds the whole house. A- absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How about yourself? Uh, I got a an arrangement from Wegmans, and I got uh, so I went I went to in a in a the few samplings of chocolate. Oh, okay. Nice. From Wegmans is always a good go-to. Wegmans is always a good go-to. Well, happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Please show us some love. Hit that like. Make sure you comment. Let us know what you got or gave for Valentine's Day as well. Uh, (laughs) Let us partake in the love fest here. Uh, Tony, I thought for something fun because of Valentine's Day week, if that makes sense. Here, uh, I thought we'd dig up some old Valentines, some new Valentines, some present Valentines uh, from the Bills and Sabres that didn't quite make the cut. Every year, the Bills and Sabres on social media put out Valentines related to their players. And, uh, you know, Josh Allen is a popular one. And you plus me, 17, I don't know, whatever the message is. But they do it every year. I thought we would show off the ones that didn't make the cut. And I pulled up some archives, so there's some old bills here. Current bill, Sabres. It's a it's a charcuterie board of old Valentines. So let's get into our first one. I, I, and I want you to rate them, Tony, and, and listeners and viewers rate them as well here. One to five. Five being uh, no love, five being love it. Uh, we'll start off with one of the... The forgotten bills of uh, breaking the playoff drought, if you will. Some say he's a wide receiver. Others call him one biscuit away from a tight end. It's Mr. Calvin Benjamin. 
and his Valentine. I'm taking you to your favorite place, Old Country Buffet. Of course, that's his favorite place. Mm -hmm. Because he's one biscuit away from being a tight end, as I think, who said it? Marcellus Wiley or something said it back in the day. But uh, what do you think of this forgotten Valentine that did not make the cut back in the day from the Bills? It seems to me that Kelvin Benjamin, which would track, is potentially a selfish lover. Because he (laughs) thinks that everyone's favorite place is his favorite place. Like that's, that's a move we've all pulled in our, in our relationships. Like, Oh no, it's your favorite place. No, it's not. It's your favorite place. Yes. Like, now you're trying to project this onto me so that it makes sense to you. Uh, Absolutely. But I don't, I would argue that no woman's favorite place is old country buffet. So <laughs> now saying there that might be some out there. if someone said to me, we're celebrating, we're going to old country buffet. I would say I'm putting on my loosest sweatpants and I am all in on this. Like this sounds <laughs> yes, like an indulgence that I would be really pretty excited about. I think. I don't know how you can go wrong with the buffet. Yeah. As the Valentine's well, day bad. choice That's of dinner. It. It's got everything. That's true. You can, you can well, mask you the dinner. fact that you don't know what your significant other likes. I don't know what food you like or where you want to go to dinner. So I'm giving you everything. Yeah. I don't think you can go wrong there. I think it's a strategy that you're winning me over on because when this was presented to me, I was about to give one, a rating of one, one heart, one fork, one heart. Oh, Tony's weekly sneeze at 17 minutes. Whoever had the over. I've been sneezing a lot lately. I'm concerned about how much I've been sneezing lately. Concerned about your air quality in that basement. Everywhere. I've been sneezing everywhere. I've been sneezing all day at work. I've been sneezing all afternoon and like going to bed is like, it's keeping me up because I'm sneezing. So, so often. Jeez. Get that fixed. Get that fixed. Uh, So what do you give it a a two now instead of a one? Two and a half. Okay. Two and a half. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Moving on to our next one. We're going to the Sabres. Yes, we do talk about Sabres and we're probably going to talk about Sabres a little bit if they start to creep up to the playoffs and uh right now they are a mess uh, a hot mess at that in most nights so uh but we are a sports show a buffalo sports show we just don't talk about the bills so let's go into our first sabers one this is an oldie but a goodie dylan cousins my 23 and me came back and it said we weren't cousins so let's do this thing what do you think of that one tony Little wordy, but I like, wordy, the dire- okay. I like the direction we've gone with here. My 23, <laughs> my 23 and me came back and said we weren't cousins, so let's do this thing. <laughs> very, let's, uh, very house, house Lannister here. Yeah, let's see if I can, pun- let's see, like, if we can punch this up. My 23 and me came back. Like we're not. My fa- I don't know. I got nothing. I'm gonna give it you a gotta... one and a half. I'm gonna give it a one and a half. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, have you been watching the Sabers games? By the way, we don't Off talk about not. the Sabers. Really. I don't know that I've ever completed. Yeah, the I know this season. <clears throat> it it's it's ugly. It is ugly. I definitely watch uh, periods. Yeah. Last night seemed good. Yeah. 
Yeah, the other night was good. They won seven yeah. nothing. Like that was right. the first like major blowout win they've had all year. This yeah. is a team that can't even put three wins together. It's like right. why am I bother why do I bother making them appointment viewing? Like they can't win consecutive games. Um but I guess when the bills aren't on and you're waiting for not the USFL or not the XFL. What are they calling it now? The United Football the I think UFL. the UFL. Is it UFL? You're waiting for the UFL to start. Uh, the Sabres are sometimes the only thing on. So uh, they get on the TV just by just by being there. Uh, next one, we're going back to the Bills. We'll go off and on here. Uh, another oldie, but a goodie. Uh, one of my favorite Bills, maybe forgotten, the gloveless wonder himself. The Golden Bears' grandson, Nick O'Leary. The O'Leary of this creepy stare I'm looking at you with right now. <laughs> so not quite a Valentine. What a creep. What a creep. <laughs> it's, it's not a Valentine. It's more of a warning. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly a Valentine. It's a... threat i guess uh so you know but you like you you caught the tone with these black and gray background and hearts um yes yes very dark very like yeah. hmm, 50 yep. shades of grayish it here creepy, but there is a there is a uh there is like a demeanor in his face that kind of leads like a con like a confidence like i expect you mm, okay you know, like I'm expecting mm -hmm. this to go exactly the way I want it to, which is okay. a crime. <laughs> but he's but he has no, is he has a no issues there. Don't you feel like uh, if any former bill was to like pop up on like Love is Blind, it would be Nick O'Leary for some reason. Uh, I got well, I don't know. Just like looking looking at this picture based on this picture. Yeah, I would. <laughs> right. And I mean, he's got an interesting that backstory that we know ad nauseum. So, right, I could see that. Yeah, I could see. I could, I could see, see that this guy yeah. being on being on streaming television. Always bothered me that he didn't wear gloves. I just feel any any receiver that doesn't wear gloves bothers me. Mm -hmm. Like, wasn't there a game this year where Dalton Kincaid like forgot his gloves for the first like two series? Did that happen? I don't he even changed know his gloves. I think it was the Eagles game, maybe because it was raining so much. But uh, uh, Nick O'Leary didn't wear gloves, and I'm like, man, if catching passes from NFL quarterbacks, and especially now with Josh Allen, I know right they didn't really play together. But uh, I just feel like gloves are a necessity. So <laughs> Nick O'Leary, yeah. and maybe that's why Nick O'Leary is not in the league anymore, just because he couldn't wear gloves or didn't wear gloves. <laughs> So what do you think, Tony? One one out of uh, or one through five, five being the best. Uh, you know, I mean, no woman in their right mind would see this and say Nick O'Leary scoring points. But I mean, it, it's a five for me. So didn't score points on the field and not scoring points in the love game, Nick O'Leary, folks. I mean, the it's guy. Five. Okay. You know, I'm sure he's not. He grew up very privileged, so I'm sure it comes with. I'm sure it comes with his own slew of distress. I'm sure it does. Um, yes, yes. Uh, moving on, uh, Sabers again. 
Uka Pekka Lukanen. Don't worry, I last much less than the time it takes you to spell Uka Pekka Lukanen. That's a tough name. Why the self-deprecation? Because the Sabres are so bad. I wish it was I last. Don't worry. If it was, if it was I last, don't worry. I last longer than it'll take you to spell the name Ukapekalukanen. Well, yeah, that's the anti-self-deprecation part of it. Yes. 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 But that's what a Valentine takes. Hmm. Sometimes. I I don't know. Sometimes it's. Yeah. Sometimes it's what? This seems like a one. This seems like a one for you. It's a two. I like the direction oh, of the joke, okay. but I don't like the. There's so many double letters. A lot of double letters. Four Ks. That could have been. Oh, six Ks. I'm sorry. Two six U's. K's, two yeah. N's. Two E's. Two A's. Tough name to spell. Did you see that thing with the Sabers? By the way, since we don't talk about the Sabers, I have to mention this since okay. we're talking about the Sabers now. Take uh, it there. That like that group from like Slovenia. That was wearing like the white fur hats. That was at like every Sabres game for two months. Did not see this at all. No, they were at every Sabres game, home game. And I'm just like, how do they, they weren't from here. It didn't seem like, cause uh-huh. they're from Slovakia or some, some European country. And okay. I'm just like, how do you get that amount of PTO? It was insane. I'm like, they were at every game. Huh. Do you guys have jobs and families to go back to? Man, what you are such this? an American. You are such an American. That much PTO. I'm jealous. You're just living. You're just. You're just a wage slave living the lifestyle. That's a. Uh, that's normal over there. I guess so. I guess four day work week. They don't even need their sidekick podcasts. No, they don't. That's right. That's why they're just coming to fa- Sabers games while we're in our basements. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's the life. That's the life. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, final former one we pulled out from the archives here. Uh, maybe future Bill as well, as he is yep, a free agent this year. And future. I wouldn't wouldn't mind bringing him back. Uh, Mr. Zay Jones. This one's straightforward. Very simple. You're the bat to my salts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a five for me. He's too much. And sense. he looks great. <laughs> He does look good. He looks like he should be in a Bills uniform next year. I mean, yeah. It looks, yeah, I think it's about right. It, did we trade him or did we just write out his contract and not renew? That's a good question. I don't remember. I, don't I thought remember. we just wrote out his contract. Okay. Because where did he go after the Bills? He's in Jacksonville or most right. recently in Jacksonville. Was it the Raiders? He was with the Raiders for a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we trade him to the Raiders? I don't know. If you if you know what happened to Zay Jones post his Bills career, <laughs> make sure you comment. Um, but a guy I wouldn't mind having back. I thought, like, Raiders, as yeah. a fifth receiver, I wouldn't mind that at all. He's probably on the cheap, yes. bet men. He popped no, a little not. for He had a Jacksonville. huge... He got a huge contract for, from Jacksonville. He's not going from that to vet men. He wasn't like I don't awful know. He can do that. 
No, he um, wasn't it's awful. It's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. Would you give who would you rather pay, Zay Jones or Gabe Davis? Saying they both make the same amount of money. Let's say they both make ten million on the market. Zay Jones or Gabe Davis? Gabe Davis. No. <laughs> I would wholeheartedly disagree, million. but I am very I, anti Gabe Davis. I mean, neither neither one of them are commanding ten million. And I know your answer. Zay Jones Davis had the thing. most catches in any season college football. The guy still has something. That was years ago. That was in college. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> Nothing because he hasn't been on done, the team. This is a what have you done for me lately league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what he hasn't done lately. He hasn't jumped out of a hotel window high He's on basalt. So. Inside the hotels so far <laughs> yes. in 2024. Uh, he might he might be frequenting those Harbor Center hotels if he comes back to the Bills. Uh, <laughs> Tony, one out of five. What do you give uh, Zay Jones? You're the best of myself. It's a four. It's pretty four. good. Okay, it's a four. It's a four. Okay. Uh, our penultimate one here, going back to the Sabers, uh, the youngest Saber on the team, with the best maybe hair uh-huh. flow on the team, uh-huh. Zach Benson. Uh-huh. Yep. Business in the front, party in the back. But that party can only be in Canada. Want to get some Zimas? <laughs> because of the drinking age. Because of the drinking age, yes. Yep. Uh, he actually is too young to go to Canada, but right. this is the only option right now to have a chance. <laughs> also, a little bit wordy. Um, okay. Boy, I tell you, Zach Benson, like the alcohol access... That that young man must oh, yeah. have with such ease. I mean, oh, I know, right? Imagine all, all your closest coworkers, whatever, no problem. You're just like the little runt of the runt of the gang. Yeah, that must be that must be wild. Although you I always thought it was funny last year. Do you remember the Americans did that last year? I was, just, I was just about to bring that up. I was just about to bring he that up. Drank like, beer after every game. Yeah, soon the champagne. Yeah. Yeah, like some people and like, does Yuri Coolidge participate as a eighteen-year-old? Does <laughs> right? Whoever, Isaac Rosine, they just sliding them one on the side. I gotta imagine, right? I think so. I think that we've seen evidence of this. Yeah, you're right. The access you know though for Zach Benson must be right. Pretty easy. The volume, <laughs> pretty easy, the indeed. The like the volume in that hair. Like the volume in that hair. That hat hair is immaculate. Look mm-hmm. at that. It's funny that Don Granado and Kevin Adams both balds for, you know, Kevin Adams not all right. the way there yet, but for the most part, uh, have drafted just like the most immaculate guys, uh, flow hair guys ever, like Owen Power, Zach Benson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're really compensating for something. Darlene's still on the team. He's got good flow. I was going to say, Darlene's got great hair. Uh, I would say, what's Devin Levi's hair? I think his hair, he's got nice hair too, doesn't he? Devin Levi's got good flow, yep. Yep. I think they're they're overcompensating for something. Yep. And I would say, okay, so my criticism here is... Big trucks overcompensate. (laughs) My criticism here is the wordiness. Like, what's the joke? I think we got to choose a joke. And make that it. Okay. Is the joke about the mullet or is the joke about his age in Canada? 
I think the joke's got to be about the gotcha. age in Canada. Like, just got to be, you know, we can we can get a little tipsy all night long as mm -hmm. long as we cross the Peace Bridge first. <laughs> we got to get across that Peace Bridge as long as cars aren't flying into it. Oh, yeah, that it. I thought that was the rainbow that bridge. Happened. I think that was the rainbow bridge, right? Oh, was it? Eh, any bridge over to was. Canada. Yeah. Uh, uh, our final one, uh, the most recent saver to the most recent bill, uh, Dalton Kincaid. Uh, great rookie season, by the way, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. But super straightforward again to end it off here with our last Valentine. Uh, I'll show you what doot really means. Mm. Doot, doot. By the way, doot. Dalton Kincaid like was made for Valentine's Day cards, right? Look at that guy. Because of the heart, because the upside down heart that's in his beard. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, -huh. uh, but yes, in this picture, like looking off into the distance, looking off into the sunset, gazing upon. Yeah. Right. God's creation. Yeah. What a romantic. What a romantic. That romance, he, he, that romance shows up. Romantic. So it's a five for me. I'm swooning. It's a five it's a five it's a it's a swoon it's a big swoon uh and, and one of your favorite clips of this season tony is him catching the ball and what was it what they say you ladies like this or something oh oh you ladies all right yeah you ladies that all right yeah that wasn't our favorite clip. he nailed it he nailed it on that one he nailed it that's what i'm saying Dalton kincaid is like made for this stuff it is if we had like a catching kelsey type dating show with Dalton kincaid would you watch Oh, 100%. Who wouldn't? Oh, yeah. Every Bills fan would. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't need because, another T.O. show. Give me yeah. a Dalton Kincaid dating show. Dalton Kincaid is like, Dalton Kincaid is the least controversial, like least threatening player maybe on the team. Right. Like, he's the one, like no one has a problem with Dalton Kincaid. There's no, no one, there's no problems surrounding him at all as a person, as a player, as anything. Everyone is can unite on Dalton Kincaid. I, I agree. What do you think mm -hmm. "doot" really does mean? Where does he come up with that word? I was thinking he was like a big, uh, like a was it Doug? Was the theme song Doug? Like do 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 do. That's kind of like a doot. Maybe he was a big Doug fan. Uh, maybe he is. Dude is listed in the dictionary know. as the Scottish variant of doubt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guarantee you that's not what it, he meant when he said it. I don't, think this, I don't think he meant doubt either. No. And I don't think Dalton Kincaid is Scottish. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe. Kincaid? Dalton? I don't know. I don't know. Are you going to give us one of your fun uh, facts about random Scottish footballers now? <laughs> I don't have anything queued up for that fat. Oh, darn. I'm over here. You make I'm over here weekly dude. <laughs> we'll never know what it means. I'll have to ask Dalton. Maybe we can get him on the show here. Um, that's our Valentine's. Can you share what Urban Dictionary has? Uh, if it's, if it's allowed, go for it. All okay. Right, so, dude, so we have one. Dude is the sound a horn makes. 
usually used with the 3D skeleton or trumpet meme. Don't know what they're talking about. Doot, doot. Sound the trumpets. Doot, doot. Oh, I know what that is. Doot, doot, doot. Do okay. I? Maybe. Did you see that gif of like Squirtle with the saxophone? No, I don't know. Squirtle, Squirtle from Pokemon? Yeah, no, I don't know. I, uh, there, isn't, like a there, isn't, down. there is a dirty definition. Uh, mm, keep it, it feels PG like here. It, it feels like it's from uh, Britain or Australia, somewhere in Her Majesty's Kingdom. Like, Oi Nani tried dirty to do... Dirty countries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't share that one. Uh, okay, don't. <laughs> no, no. So then, dude, this term, another, this is another definition. Dude, this term originated from Long Beach, New York. It could mean a lot of different things. It could insult someone for looking weird, a fat person, a dumb person, or a person oh, you don't God. like. Yo, here's the example. Yo, what up, dude? You are a dude. <laughs> That's so dude right there. That kid is a dude. Dude. Said on playgrounds across schools across the country. Right. The word "dude." Uh, you know who you know who isn't a dude, Tony. Marv. He's ninety years old. I would never. He might do in other ways, but he's. I would never call him a dude, Mister mm -hmm. Marv Levy. Uh, when we get back from the break, we'll get into our top five favorite Bills plays of the season. Ready for Marv? Uh, yeah. I guess it takes Very like a of you breath, with the so. arms okay, crossed. Here we, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Marv, take it away. We'll be back after the break. Bills fight, Bills go. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. And we are back. You did look very villain-esque with your arms crossed. And you, again, now, you're like pondering how to take over the world. Yes. Or am I? You look like if you had a scarf on, you'd be Gru from Despicable Me right now. Oh, does he wear all black? He wears all black. Oh. All right. I mean, I think he's a likable character. He's very likable. Steve Crow. How Going can you not? The, Everyone loves worried, Steve Crow. Yeah, worried about those minions. He's got those minions. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> Banana. Minions are funny. Minions are fun. Minions are funny. Minions are fun. Uh, Minions are fun. Uh, no, it's fun. Uh, the favorite Bills plays of the year. Uh, we do it every year. Uh, I would like to include a play from a Super Bowl win one of these years. That'd be great. Uh, this is kind of like always bittersweet going back and finding highlights and looking at uh, highlights from games and things like that of like where we were, what could have been. It's, it's just it was kind so of in much our fun in the it was so much fun in the moment, but like it was all for nothing. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And now we recount that fun and maybe sadness and whatnot uh, again here as we talk about our favorite plays. We'll go through our top five. Tony, ready to kick it off here? I would love to. And viewers, listeners, if you haven't, uh, watchers, however you want to describe yourselves out there in Witty Nation, uh, make sure you comment, like, let us know what your favorite plays of the year were uh, as we go through our top five here. Tony, we're going to start it off with week. Let me get my notes here to get the week right. Week 17. 17. Yes, week 17. Razul Douglas pick six. Here we go. Let's 
awesome play uh, at a time when the Bills needed a win. We lost to the Patriots earlier in the year. This was the weirdest game, I think. We always rely on our offense to carry us, and the offense stunk this game for a majority of it. And the defense really set the tone uh, from the start, and Razul Douglas was huge from the opening snap, uh, and it all culminated in that uh, awesome pick six, jumping Valley Zappi's route. Uh, we talked about Razul Douglas last week as our uh, fresh of breath air, and I think it was well-deserved. I'm excited for him to be a Bill for a few years here, not just for the end of his current contract, which is a year left, but to for him to get an extension, bring that cap number down a little, and for him to be a Bill, because love what he brought. That play was just, like I said, the culmination of his good play since the moment we acquired him. Uh, that's why it's number five on our top five plays of the season. Matt, it was so much fun. Like, that game was so much fun because the defense was just making plays. And then that, you know, was the pinnacle of the fun of just like, and also so much relief because it felt like by that time we should have had three pick sixes or three turnovers for touchdowns. Right. And then for, and that was Rizal Douglas's second interception and interception return of that game. So for him to finally do it, you know, and then even at five yards in the return at 10 yards in the return again, at 15 yards of the return, it was like, he's going to screw this up. He's not going to do it because he screwed up the last one. Yeah. And then he makes a cut and I'm like, Oh, that was a dumb cut. That's not going to happen. And then another cut. And it's like, all of a sudden he's just in the end zone and I'm jumping in jubilation, hugging strangers and friends, (laughs) hugging strangers who then became friends. It was super fun. Russell Douglas brings a great stability to the table. He's a dog. I agree with you. I look forward to him being a bill. Uh, and, and I, I don't know how far in the future I'm looking, but you know, next year, I'm really glad he's on the team. Steal yeah, of absolutely. the, I think steal of the, steal of the mid season trade. Yeah. Steal of the, well, of the, of the well, trade deadline, steal of the trade deadline. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, I think you put it best when you said he's a dog, like that dude is a dog and he showed mm-hmm. it that game for sure with, Right, like I said, right from the opening snap, he he made an impact in in a lot of ways. He batted a pass, I think, that was picked off by Bernard that game. Bernard, Bernard, I believe that's correct. Bernard, uh, he had an interception of his own right there, like for a pick six. Like, I think it was the first time I was like, okay, our secondary is going to be, especially at the cornerback position. When Trey White went down, there was so much uncertainty. Kyrie Elam injured inactive Dane Jackson great insurance policy but you know when he gets in a starting role he gets picked on as we all know um I think that was the first time I was like all right our cornerbacks are going to be fine him and Benford make a pretty dynamic duo and we're going to be good no matter what happens moving forward so uh Razul Douglas awesome pickup um nothing better by the way than like is the pick six especially in home games, like the most exciting form of a touchdown to you. I just feel like every pick six is so memorable, whether it's Drayton Florence against the Patriots or Sam Adams Mm -hmm. against the Patriots. Maybe it's just against the Patriots pick sixes that are so fun and memorable because it's against the Patriots and we hate the Patriots. So, uh, but the pick six in general just seems like 
because it happens. The interception happens. Right. You're like, it's oh, like great. Two, it's like two celebrations. And there's more happening. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting more celebrations. Um, It's up there. I would say, yeah, I guess I would say it's number one. The only other thing that I was about to make that could maybe get it is, is, uh, is, is a safety, like a safety sack in the end zone. But but it's, it's two very different sets of emotions because like if you're at home and you're cheering and you're like cheering because they're on defense, you're essentially cheering to empower the edge rushers to get the sack, to mess up the quarterback to do it. Then it's just like, so that's like a slow build, a slow escalation, escalation, escalation. And then it's just like, boom, like an amazing thing just happened. We got the safety. Yeah. Uh, so it's like everything you're hoping for. And then you get like the successful climax of it. Um, but then there's, but I mean, you're also obviously cheering. So then there's like a little bit of a, of a gasp of a down. So it's like, you're building up, you're building up. Then it's, <gasps> he, he threw it. And then it's like, right. Oh baby. You know? And then you see, it, and then there's two. <laughs> so it's, I think it's two very different sets of emotions. So I guess, I think it's it's it, to some extent it's apples and oranges, but they're both a lot of fun. I just yeah, think I guess, pick, I guess pick six, six, there's so wrong. many variables. There's so much happening, yeah. right? It's like yeah. the ball is snapped. There's usually uh, you know an almost sack happening, like because the quarterback rushes a throw or something. Uh, and what could happen past that? It's like almost a sack, and uh, you get excited about that. And then maybe the mm-hmm. ball's deflected and pops in the air and you're like, Oh, that's exciting. And then the interception happens. That's exciting. And then he takes it back and he's evading tackles and that's exciting. And then touchdown, like there's so much that goes into it. There's so many levels of excitement mm-hmm. involved in a pick six. That's why I think it's probably the most electric play in the NFL is the yeah. pick six, especially when I mentioned before, like Sam Adams score, like a, a right. big guy pick six. Well, that's what I was going to say. Awesome. Be- yeah, like, because you're like, is he going to get there? Uh, this 300 pound dude. Right. <laughs> like, and that's the thing about like big, big fella pick sixes. It's like, it, they're so rare. I mean, they're so rare as it is, but they're so rare that they, um, it's so rare that you understand what's happening when, when it happens. Cause so often right. it's like confusing in the moment. Cause like you barely see it in the chaos of the trenches. And then all of a sudden you just see like someone emerge and they're running and it's like, does, do they have the ball? Like, are they scoring a touchdown? Like I can't see or understand or comprehend anything that's going on here. Right. But like when it's Sam Adams and it goes down like that, like obviously that's just like the biggest thrill, the most fun. Super fun. Super fun. Uh, that's our number five. Number four, we go to week four against the Miami Dolphins. Stefan did something fun to watch every week. Second and six. Josh looking down the sideline. It's Diggs with another flag out. He's able to get away from those two tacklers, and no one's going to touch him the rest of the way. Touchdown, Buffalo. We... The closest play was thing. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the closest thing we have to in Diggs in a Bills uniform to the Minnesota Miracle. You know, like that's really yeah, true. It's a great comparison. The little that's bit of magic comparison. that like Diggs has that and his electricity. Cause we use, especially the way that we have used him as being just so like relying on his reliability and his consistency. And then yeah. this was just like yak miracle 
Diggs Magic coming to coming to town. Diggs Magic only found on Family Feud most of the times, but here it's yeah, found at One Bills Drive on the football field. Right. Um, no, it was an awesome play. Not only him making a contested catch, but then spinning out of the tackle and staying in bounds. And then you mentioned the yak yards. Um, this was the game week four. The Bills moved to three and one after this game. This is my least favorite game of the season. And obviously the Bills won, so I love it. But it was my least favorite game because Ken Dorsey bamboozled me into thinking he was a good offensive coordinator yeah. after this game. <laughs> this game was a master class on offense. And I don't know if it's like it was Ken Dorsey's peak. Uh, but the Bills were clicking on all cylinders offensively. Everything was going right for them. Uh, and Ken Dorsey... He tricked me. This was the week that I said, oh, maybe Ken Dorsey's getting it. And yep. then it fell apart like literally a week, two weeks later. So we um, we that's why it's that. my least favorite game of the season. Yeah, I thought Ken Dorsey was finally getting it. But this is like, there's so much talk about Stefan Diggs in the offseason. And I'm quite frankly sick of it. But this is the Diggs like I think we can have for three more years at least at this rate. Like everyone wants to talk about how he tails off at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like all the bills do. I, I look at the big picture. I look at the big picture. Yeah. He's one of the best receivers ever to put on a bills uniform stats wise unmatched four straight. Now a thousand yard mm -hmm. seasons with the bills five. I think it's four, but um, we'll have our intern look that up. But like he can give us this every week. Now it's up for now it's up to Joe Brady to sh to scheme him open. I look at receivers like Devontae Adams and Michael Pittman Jr. Even who's a free agent this year, who's probably going to stay with the Colts on a franchise tag. But like giving those guys like ten to fifteen targets a week, and that's what Diggs was doing in early in the season in the first month and a half was. Every week was eight catches, 100-plus yards, and a touchdown. Like, the man was just unstoppable, uh, despite the inept offense that Ken Dorsey was running, how uncomfortable Josh Allen looked. Like, Diggs was – if we want to give Dorsey credit in any way, shape, or form, it's him able to get the ball to Diggs and Diggs being effective. Like, Brady never figured that out, especially towards the end of the season. It was all bubble screens and just get the ball in – Steph's hands as fast as possible. Like, no, like let that guy run his routes. He's the best route runner in the game, arguably. Like, give that guy space to run routes. Don't just throw a quick screen to him, bubble screen to him. Like, that's not his game. That's someone else's game. That's not Stefan Diggs' game. He's a guy who can beat coverage with good routes. Now it's scheming. Now it's up to Joe Brady. So I, I'm not off the Stefan Diggs bandwagon in any way. Like, I don't – attitude-wise, play-wise, like, he is a Bill. He wants to be a Bill for life. I am happily, happily accepting him as a Bill for life because I want him to be a Bill for life. So, um, and this play is a, is a perfect example of what he is capable of doing any week of the year, not not just the first six weeks, but I think he can do it anyway, any week in any way uh, and be this effective like he did on this play. <clears throat> I completely concur. I mean, obviously I don't pay attention to 
a lot of the digs, I don't know, rumor mill that gets fueled around. Um, yeah, around this I don't time either. of year, especially, you know, like that's whatever to me. I don't, I don't really buy into that. I just know that Diggs is always putting up production. He's fantastic. Maybe the past couple of years, you know, it's like a situation where we hear about an injury after the fact. Um, but no, I thank my Possibly. lucky stars that Diggs is that Diggs is on the team. Um, and you're right. Like he always, he always gets it done. He's always on top of the league. Uh, you know, in that conversation of like the elite wide receivers, you know, he's always taken early in the mm -hmm. fantasy drafts in these early rounds because he's consistently producing. Yeah, I think so. Like, do you think these these media circuits that they go on, especially during Super Bowl week, Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, who are like, do you buy or take any credence in like, I, I don't care what they say and I don't think they... They're not going to divulge like insider information inside the locker room information or personal information like Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs's relationship. Like, what do you think they're going to say? You think they're going to be like, oh, yes, K Adams, it's bad. Let me tell you what, Steph, I never talked to Diggs anymore. Like, and I just, people oh. give too much credit and buy way too much into anything that comes out of these players' mouths. I just don't take any. I just don't take them in, in, in any way. Like, I don't, I don't give them any credit. Or I don't think they hold any weight. Do you? Tony's frozen. Tony, come back to us. It's a very villainy pose. Uh, if you can still hear me, I don't know if I'm frozen everyone or if the show's frozen anyone, uh, please uh, hit that like, I guess, to, to show us that we're, we're still on here. Um, we'll get Tony's thoughts on Diggs as he comes back here. Um, let's just kick him off. Moving on to. Oh, he's back. Hey, welcome back. I'm back. I... Yeah, you're back. You're, you're understanding this. Yes, I'm, we're all back. Okay. All right. We are in it. Fantastic. All right. I'm glad my laptop was able to recover that well. I wish Stefan Diggs would recover from his injuries that well. Uh, yeah, good way to, way to tie it all back. That's what I do. Very good. That's why we're here on the internet. Uh, so the but I, I, asked, I asked you, like, do you give any validity, I guess is the best word, to this offseason talk to these interviews these players are doing, Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, whoever. What do you think? Haven't watched a one. Don't care. Mm. Uh, I think that the media talks a lot, and I think that players talk a lot less. And I think that money talks with the only is the only talk of value anyway for, for I most agree. of the league. So... I don't know about you, but I'm much more interested in what uh, Subway footlong dessert Josh Allen's interested in than his relationship with Stefan Diggs at this point. Now they have footlong desserts. Tell me about those. No, you didn't see those? You're too busy with the Subway series and what they add to that. No, they got footlong desserts. They got footlong cookies and churros. Churros? I love a churro. 
Footlong churro. Wow. You know who else loves a churro? Josh Allen. He does. There's that famous picture of him eating a churro. So I'm guessing oh, yeah. he picked the Subway churro. <laughs> um, moving on to number three. Yeah, what, what were you going to say? Makes sense to me. That's all I was saying. <laughs> Makes sense to me as well. Uh, moving on to number three, we go to week 14. Huge game against the Chiefs in the James Cook touchdown. Um, I talked about how maybe a fault of Joe Brady's was not getting Diggs involved. A shining light of Joe Brady's tenure as a Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator so far uh, is getting the running backs involved, especially James Cook, and especially getting the running backs involved in the passing game. And we saw that in this Chiefs game. And the nice thing about this play was it felt like other plays throughout the game set this up. Like mm. he was playing, Joe Brady was playing the long game with this touchdown of like, we're going to set these, we're going to move these uh, little chess pieces here, but we're going to make the big move for the checkmate right now because of the moves we made previously. Uh, and this was it. James Cook right up the seam, wide open, perfect pass from Josh Allen over the linebacker for the touchdown in arguably one of the biggest games of the year at that point. So um, that's what I loved about this play. That's why it's number three for me. And I was going to say something similar. This was, this was the play that I gained the most faith in Joe Brady uh, as a, as a chess player, like you said, with setting up the players and as a, assuming that he was the person who designed the play. Because this is a well-designed play. Like, I mean, they he had them hook, line, and sinker. Like, it was a piece of cake. Cook got it. Cook executed it well. I mean, how many times, you know, I look to Cook and it's like, he also kind of messes up a lot, but he overall does really well um, at a lot of things. Yeah. But uh, this is just beautifully designed, beautifully executed. Loved it. Super exciting. Built a lot of confidence for us in Joe Brady, in the offense, in the offensive scheme, in that game, and our chances in that game. Uh, it was just overall well done and a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we got a couple things. We got the the now famous, I guess, James Cook flip into the end zone. That's true. Was that the first one? I think that was the first one. Yeah, I think that okay. was the first one. So that's his his thing now is the flipping in the end zone. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not sure how I feel about it. I guess I like it better than like Tyreek Hill doing a backflip if I was a Dolphins right. fan. Right, like sticking that landing based on what we just talked about in the opening show, like Dre Greenlaw, like blowing out an Achilles from absolutely nothing. Like Terry, that's the thing that I'm scared about with it. Yeah, I guess so. The the front flip from James Cook, he's landing on his back. There's no real risk of injury. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Like at least I don't think so. So I guess I prefer the the flip into the end zone over something like a standing backflip or something. I would prefer a simple run into the end zone, hand the ball to the ref and move on with your day. You're so bland. 
You're so late. I am safe. I am safe. I just watched Lee Greenwood kill his Achilles by running. Lee Greenwood. And America's heart sank. Yes, it did. Um, does it bother you? I don't know if we ever mentioned this during the season, but does it bother you that they call James Cook Jimbo? I feel like that's no, a I nickname only designated for it. Jim Kelly. And it should be only designated for Jim Kelly. Like, No, I, I love Jimbo like as a nickname James, for James. Do you? Yes. No. Even if we already have a Jimbo? Who's like a... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. One of the franchise greats? Already have a Jimbo. Like, come on. He's not really that much around. Like, he's a part of their lives, kind of. But he's Uncle Jim. He, he comes around as an uncle does. He's Uncle Jim. He is. Like he's that. Uncle Jim Kelly. Like, that's, I don't know. He, I don't know. He's Jimbo. I, and who's, who have you heard called Jim Kelly Jimbo? And don't just say, like, people around. Everyone. Have you heard Bruce Smith do it? I, I can't recall, but I'm sure he has. Who if I, who? if I hear Bruce Smith do it, then I'm in. Then I'm agreeing with okay. you. Until then, no. Star of Little Giants and MM's commercials, Bruce Smith. Yes, yes Bruce Smith. <laughs> Bruce or Bust for me. Um what what's your what's your uh outlook for James Cook moving into next year? This year was a huge jumping yeah. off point, um, despite getting benched for fumbling and ridiculous fashion and missing and dropping a couple easy catches that could have been big. Some touchdown catches thrown in there. Uh, just hit the drugs machine this offseason. Jimbo, you'll be fine. But, mm -hmm. I mean, he was top five in all-purpose yards for running backs. Like, And Joe Brady seems to favor a running back-heavy offensive scheme here. So, uh -huh. I mean, I expect, like, a very heavy James Cook emphasis going into next year both in the run and passing game like I always envisioned him as an Alvin Kamara type and I think that's mm -hmm. what we're gonna see is like a guy who gets 10 to 15 carries a game 70 yards he has great yards per carry averages as we know uh and also a guy who catches four to six passes for 50 yard like gonna be that dual threat and I expect him to get a heavy workload next year uh I ex yes I expect the workload to be heavy I expect the efficiency to take a dip uh, for maybe for two reasons, maybe because sort of the secrets out on him. And, you know, I think that so much of his success came from the consistency in the offensive line. And I'm like, kind of just like waiting for the other shoe to drop with the consistency on that offensive line. Cause that was kind of an anomaly as in terms of the way that it usually goes, you know? I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we'll have that consistent offensive line again. I believe we're bringing back every starter so on the too. offensive line next year. Yeah, I think so, too. So, I just hope that they stay consistent and they stay healthy. That'll yeah, be the key. Absolutely. Absolutely. That'll be a key. And uh, James Cook, I think, it, it does worry me that uh, his brother, Delvin, kind of fell off a cliff so suddenly. Yeah. Like, he was great in Minnesota, and then, like, one year he just – not a good running back anymore. And yep. 
I don't know if it's something in the, the Cook family Cook family DNA that causes that, but we got a lot of good years with James Cook, so I'm not worried. Loving James Cook and uh, what he can bring to this team and what he can bring to Joe Brady and his offense moving into next year. Uh, number two, one of my favorite plays, that's why I made a list, one of our favorite plays. I think in the moment, it was the reaction I had in the moment, I think, was a top reaction. <laughs> Uh, but that is this from Josh Allen week 18 final game of the regular season against the Dolphins. Boy, do I miss, or did I miss Josh Allen running the ball? <laughs> I know we don't want to put tread on the tires. We want Josh Allen to be productive and good for a very long time here in Buffalo, but he's just a different animal when he's running the ball and when they design runs for him. And it gets him in the game. It gets him pumped. It gets him showing emotion. It's just a, a different Josh Allen. And if if we didn't have that type of Josh Allen going down the stretch, the running Josh Allen, the do anything to get that first down or extend the drive or get that touchdown or extend the play Josh Allen, I don't think we we might have not made the playoffs. We were it was a sliver of a of, of a chance we didn't get in, uh, based on of course that Tennessee Jacksonville game earlier in the day. If that didn't play out, but um Josh Allen running the ball was certainly a welcome return to the, for this offense. I would say that to your point of Josh Allen uh, in his design runs, it's like all we really need is two in terms of getting into the game. I think that we need one early on just so we can get hit by another human being and that shocks all the nerves out and that like makes yeah. the stomach settle. And then you need one. Because not every run accomplishes this, that he does. But we all remember so many runs that are like tough guy runs that boost his confidence enough that he comes out of the run flexing his muscles, that he overcame yep. something based on grit and toughness. Whether it's the play that we just saw or the fourth downs on those Thanksgiving games, you know, the fourth down in Dallas, the fourth down yeah. run in Pit, uh, Pit, uh, in Pittsburgh, you know, like those sorts of things that yeah. are those iconic, just brutal, brute man strength. That's what Josh needs in terms of his runs that gets him into the game, that boosts his confidence, that makes him feel like he's the Superman that we want to believe he is, that he's Hulk. Yeah, he needs, he needs uh, to have plays or runs that, force defenders to make business decisions as the cliche yeah. goes uh, mm -hmm. to get him in the game. And we saw that on this play week 18 in, in one of, like I said, one of the more crucial games for the AFC's title, it could have been for a playoff spot in general. Um, if it didn't play out the way we needed it to earlier in the day that week 18. Uh, but, and, and we saw it also in the wild card game against the Steelers, as, as you mentioned, with that 50-yard long run. It's like 
guys are afraid to tackle him. <laughs> Literally. Like, yeah. I mean, I would be afraid too if I saw a 260 pound, six foot four gazelle of a human being running towards me full steam. Um, he's a unique athlete. Like, that's what it comes down to. Just, you don't get a guy who can run like that, who has that much power, who has that much grit and determination to get a first down, to get that extra yard. And sometimes it's to a fault. And sometimes he gets all crazy and he throws laterals and whatnot, or he holds the ball out here. And we've seen that. But in retrospect and hindsight, whatever, I wouldn't want it any other way. That's mm-hmm. the Josh Allen I want. Right. Like, I want balls to the wall, wild card, anything can happen. Because if that Josh Allen is stripped away, we're not the same team. <laughs> we're right. nowhere near as successful if we don't have that type of Josh Allen. So hopefully I I know they want to for lack of a better metaphor, like have him on a pitch count in terms of runs because they don't want the wear and tear on him. And I understand that. But I never want to be in a situation again where we need to win like five straight games at the end of the season to get into the playoffs. And Josh Allen running is a big reason we do that. Like, don't ever put me in that situation again. Like, if Josh Allen needs to run in the beginning of the year, so we're not coasting to the playoffs, but we're in a little more comfortable position mm-hmm. going into the final month of the season. So be it. Uh, I think Josh can have it both ways. He can have his cake and eat it too, because he can have those runs. He can also, you can also, instead of taking away those runs, teach him how to be smarter on those runs, teach him when to slide or when to go out of bounds or field awareness of when to get a first down. Like it doesn't need to be just like, we don't want this guy to ever get hit. We're taking away all Josh Allen runs out of the playbook. Like just teach him to be smarter about the runs. That's all I'm saying. Sure. We can understand that and just to hit, but I don't know when he gets dumb and it works, that's when it's fun. No, it's special. So there's, yeah. That's when it's special. So there's part of, <laughs> part of that delude. You mentioned getting the nerves out too. Josh Allen famously, of right. course, like throws up before every game. So exactly. I feel like, I mean, that's a nervous guy, uh, despite all the success, despite all the talent to what he's a guy that still throws up before every game. So, you know, there's a, set of nerves in there that he goes into every game with. So uh, whether it's throwing up, whether it's getting hit on a run, whatever it is to shake out the nerves as early as possible, fine by me. Uh, Ready to get into our number one play of the year? Matt, may I, may I, may I introduce the number one play of the year? Sure. Go for it. With one single word. You knew we had to do it. It -hmm. is from the Steelers wildcard game. It is the Heewolf, Khalil Shakir, and his touchdown. Incredible. I could you know, watch I that a even... million times. I, I could watch that more than I watched the Deadpool trailer. <laughs> I didn't even realize this. Was the player he shook off Levi Wallace? 
Was it? It might have been. Should we I watch it again? I think I'd it was. I'd be more than happy to watch it again. Play it again, baby. Play it again. Oh, the he will. I don't think so. I don't. I think Levi lost so twenty, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it would have been funny. It would have been would have been fantastic. Serendipitous, yeah. If it, yeah. <laughs> um, just an incredible play. Not only are we fans of the He Wolf hashtag He Wolf, of course, for Khalil Shakir. Um, we're his number one fans. Some say, uh, and by some, everyone. But I mean, even if this wasn't Khalil Shakir. And it was anyone else. If it was Andy Isabella, this would be my number one play. Yeah. It's just an incredible display of everything that's put into a great yes. football play. The route running, getting open, sitting in the zone, uh, evading tackles, the balance to stay on his feet as he's like Michael Jackson, like Matrix style, leans back and almost falls. Uh, and then to not only recover from that, but also have the awareness to now mm-hmm. take off and try to make a play for the end zone and juking two or three guys in the just everything that is involved in a great football play is right there for Khalil Shakir and, and this play during the wild card game. It's an incredible awareness to keep his wits about him, his witty his wittiness about him. Yeah, his wits about him. Maybe I'm brand. <laughs> yeah, you get it. <laughs> branding so uh you get it to keep his wits about him to stay in the play to stay aware to know like i don't know if if i went through that position of of a professional defensive back like going over me and i'm trying to like ball myself up to shake him off when i'm standing up i don't know what direction i'm standing in i'm lost like right. I, but he's just like he's just immediately off in the end zone he knows where 10 other players are on the field to do that after the balance, to not be shocked. I would also, when I when I got up, not only would I not know where the end zone was, I would also be like, did you guys just see that? Like, did you see what I just did? I can't believe I got back up, you know? Like, <laughs> did you guys just see that? Yeah. Wasn't that so cool? <laughs> right. Like, see that cool thing I just did? The <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would be the same way. Um but for him to just get up, keep his balance, uh, and then, like I said, to evade like all these yeah. just swarms of Steelers players coming like at him is it's it was incredible. I mean, not only is he our favorite player, is our favorite player, but um, to him for him to kind of explode this year and have his coming out season uh, and really being a viable weapon on this offense for not only this year but for years to come i really think that i think like he's the slot receiver replacement we've been looking for since cole beasley's departure um this was the this was the moment this was his moment and i think a lot of people if they weren't already on the he wolf bandwagon this was the moment that yeah they jumped aboard and they jumped aboard vigorously and quickly same the secret's out he's a future star we know how to pick a Matt. Current star. Is, 
Yeah, he, you're right. He's a current star, but he, he's a current <laughs> star, a future superstar. There you go. And uh, we know how to pick him. And this is exhibit A forever. And when you and I are standing next to our friend, Khalil Shakir, uh, at the Hall of Fame induction dinner, we will look to this play as exhibit A of the greatness. Do you think he'll ask us to do the speech for the bust? I have the confidence to say 100% that is happening. It is in my yes. calendar in pen. <laughs> in 2042, we have penciled in Clueless Shakira's Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So he's speech. retiring. 20 yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, what's that put? It's like, yeah, he's got 10 years here. Uh, it takes like five to seven years to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think that yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we can't wait. To, well, I'm starting. I'm going to start to write my speech now for Cleo's Hall of Fame introduction ceremony. Same. Speech. Yep. Um, we'll work it out. And that's going to be an awesome looking bust with the hair and the headband. It's going to be a great looking bust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. I mentioned I was excited for James Cook. Again, super excited for Kula Shakir. Yeah. Uh, but this wide receiver room, despite me being excited for Kula Shakir, and as I mentioned earlier, still having faith in Stefan Diggs, the utmost faith of that, uh, this wide receiver room is looking pretty thin going into next year. It'll be interesting to see how Brandon Bean fills that room, whether it's through draft or free agency, not a lot of room with the Both. cap and free agency. So mm -hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, potentials, not potential signings as in they could happen, but guys who have potential, those kind of signings, like like a Deontay Hardy Harris. I think we're going to see more of those like low-level signings, maybe like a Curtis Samuel who has Panthers ties from back mm -hmm. in the day who – a guy that's been rumored for the bills for Forever. a couple of years, actually, whether it's yeah. trades or free agency. So I could see that one, you know, then them finally coming together on that, but it'll be interesting to see how they fill this wide receiver room out. I would love a first round receiver. Uh, every time I watch a guy like Zay flowers or Jordan Addison, I'm like, man, I want one of those guys. Uh, they are very good. So give me, give me one of that. But I think the thing that I see the most that is a need for the bills in the wide receiver room is speed. Mm -hmm. We need speed. We need a guy to blow the roof off. We need speed, whether it's Hollywood Brown, whether it's a draft pick, I don't care. Get more speed on this team. Kula Shakir is awesome. He's a quick guy. He's not a speed guy. Stefan Diggs is awesome. Not really a speed guy, more of a quick guy. Like we need speed. That's my two cents. I a hundred percent agree with you. And you look at the teams that, are six more successful than us, or at least have more exciting offenses than us. That's what, you know, that's what they have. Like they're relying on yeah. speed. That's the nature of the league right now. And we got to catch up. We got to catch up. We got to catch up. Uh, Tony, any other thoughts before we wrap up here? No, I think it's time to wrap up. I think it's time to wrap up. Thank you everyone for tuning in tonight. If you haven't yet, please. Just take a quick moment. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, hit that like, subscribe, follow Built in Buffalo online, follow our YouTube, follow our Facebook page. Uh, anything you can do to show love, we really appreciate it. 
Thoughts on trading digs to the cards for the fourth pick? I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't trade digs at all. Final thought here. Thanks, thanks, Cole, for the comment. Uh, essentially, you're paying if you trade digs. There's a whole money situation. You're asking another team to to take his salary, and I, I'm there's there's other podcasts that are very good at like salary implications and all that, but. To my very maybe naive knowledge is like if you trade digs, you're taking the dead cap hit as it is. So essentially you're paying a rookie receiver like twenty to thirty million dollars. I just don't want to sign up for that. Just don't trade digs. Also draft a wide receiver uh in the first round or two here. And you can have the best of both worlds. I, I just wouldn't I don't I don't think trading digs is even an option. I would love, I mean, I was all on board until you just explained that business about the cap. So I can understand where everyone's coming from, but, but yeah, if it's going to be dead cap, if, if we can get Arizona to pay the, to pay the bill on that one. Yeah. Then yeah. I would do it. Yeah. I would, I would do it if they could mm-hmm. pay any bill and the cap situation is fixed. Uh, I mean, you'd have to guarantee me a guy like Marvin Harrison jr. In that situation, that, if he, it, if he's not going to be I, there, I mean, then. Yeah, I'm agreeing I don't to it, it because Marvin Harrison Jr. is in this draft. Yes, yes. I love Roma Dunze. Uh, he's awesome, but I don't think he's like a top five pick. I think he's like a 7 to 15 in that range. So if I'm trading up to four, I'm getting Marvin Harrison Jr. And I mm-hmm. I need a guarantee that I'm going to get him because yep. I, I wouldn't trade up otherwise. Uh, but let's wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for the comments and the likes. So please, uh, if you haven't yet, do that. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, as always, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Quality koozie starting at just $5. Shop local, support local. Traveling Growler, awesome products. Uh, all cool designs. So make sure you check them out uh, and tell them we sent you. Support local business, as always. The podcast stores we mentioned at the top of the show teespring.com you can find the link in our Twitter X bio as well you can go to teespring search witty not funny all one word or you can google search teespring witty not funny check out all our designs all original all super cool all pop culture references as we like to do on this show as you've seen if you're viewing for the first time or a multiple time viewer love our pop culture references uh, t-shirts crewnecks hoodies we got them all all colors, all sizes. So support the podcast, show some love, teespring.com, search Witty Not Funny, or Google search Teespring Witty Not Funny. Check out the store today uh, where you can find the podcast, uh, the show, if you're not viewing it now, YouTube, Facebook, Built in Buffalo page. Thank you to Built in Buffalo. As always, check out all the shows on Built in Buffalo. Uh, audio, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts or listen to for free, no matter how you take in this show, We always like to say, whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time, we greatly appreciate it. And we truly do. I know we're goofy and silly and do fun things. And we probably don't talk about uh, the bills in the way most shows do and most viewers tune into shows like to hear. But we do our own unique thing. And thank you if you like it, if you tune in for a second or 100 seconds or a million seconds. Thank you for tuning in and giving us some time and showing us some love. Uh, if you haven't, please follow us on Twitter, X, Instagram, at WoodySports716, Facebook, TikTok, Woody Not Funny Sports, like the page. 
give us a follow. We love following back, connecting with Bills Mafia, Saber Swords people, trademark pending. Don't really have a group official name for that, but we're working on it. So Saber Swords people, trademark pending there. But give us a follow. We love following back. And that's all I got. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Send off, as we always say. Stay witty out there, everyone. Go Bills. Thanks for listening. Peace and viewing. Bye. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Later.